Welcome. You're listening to a brand new episode of the Ryan Clark and Mindset Podcast. On this episode, we are bringing on two very special guests, Carmel and Camilia Amani, who are both the owners of Amani Law. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner who wants to bulletproof your business and give yourself the peace of mind to operate in integrity and in alignment with the laws that are in place to protect you and your clients and customers, you're going to get so much value from this episode. We dive into trademarks, copyrights, contracts, and so much more. By the end of this episode, you're going to have a fresh view on how to upgrade your business from a legal perspective. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have both of you on. This is actually the first time I've had two guests on at once. So I'm excited to see how this, this naturally flows. Um, my, my first big question for both of you is, is what inspired you to get into law? Well, first of all, thanks for having yeah, us. We're, we're really so excited. <laughs> we're really excited to be here. We've been following you and Valerie for a long time. So thanks for having us. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. So we, you know, we grew up in a family that really stressed upon advocacy and justice. So we knew from a young age, law was something that was really, it really hit home for us. So yeah, we, we, we did all the steps, went to law school and, and became lawyers because we wanted to advocate for people and help. I love it. You make it sound like it was so easy. Like it was just like, we went to law school. What were some of the biggest challenges of that journey? Um, I mean, you know, so we didn't have any lawyers in our family were, were first time. So I think it was really just navigating it, figuring out what needed to be done. And, um, it was hard. Like it yeah. was, I'll just, I'll <laughs> say it was hard. I mean, the whole journey was difficult getting in. I mean, we knew it was nice to have that vision that that was our goal and that's what we wanted to do. Um, yeah. And then the California bar is, is not a joke. It's, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, um, and yeah, and having that that degree, it's like you have to, you know, you want yeah. to put it into good use because you work so hard for it. Mm-hmm. So, love it. Yeah, I, I feel like you have to be incredibly detail oriented to be oh, a yeah. lawyer, like very meticulous. And um, I have massive respect for anybody in that career. But you two, you made an important shift. I know that. Um, I think Camelia shared with me um, on our call on our consult that um, you used to work for a law firm and then you created your own. I would definitely love to, to hear a little bit about what was that moment where you both decided, you know what, like we need to take a leap. We need to move from this place of maybe being comfortable or maybe being like, like this is okay, this is working, but we want more. Like what inspired that shift? Yeah. So we, you know, we, we worked, we got our, we finished law school, got those law firm jobs and we both worked at a few places. We really were looking for something that had the values that we both wanted, but we felt very limited. You know, mm-hmm. we're both two really happy people. We love to laugh. We love to be joyful. Uh, we love to help. And we felt like the, it, we were both litigating at that time. And a lot of that is adversarial and, you know, you're fighting with the other side. And we mm-hmm. just felt so limited in that. So we both kind of talked to each other and, you know, I was like, I'm unhappy. Carmel was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling fulfilled either. So yeah, it was kind of, it was an idea that was brewing a lot mm-hmm. in our heads. And I think um, 
the year 2020, a lot of people started rethinking their own career choices and a lot was happening during that year. And that's something definitely that we were rethinking um, our own situation as well. And um, yeah, it takes a lot of courage to, to leave something that's so comfortable. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, we were both making, you know, six figures at our jobs. And, um, but at the end of the day, we weren't like, we were like, this is not what we were meant to do forever. <laughs> and it, it, it took a little bit of time because we, you know, you know, you're jumping into something that's so uncertain. You know, we definitely had those doubts. Like, what if, you know, what if we don't have clients? What if we've never had our own business before? So we thought, okay, well, how are we even going to navigate this? Um, but then we thought, you know, we're really passionate about this. We feel so aligned. It's like a bubble. It's like a light bulb that comes up every time we think of this idea. So um, we're like, we just, we just need to go for it. Everything's going to fall into place if you're yeah. aligned. So so we did it. We made we made the jump, and we're we feel so happy. We feel aligned. It's it's been great. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's it's really, so inspiring. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's really been a life changing decision, and it took a lot of courage to leave something that we were so used to. Mm -hmm. That everyone says, okay, this is the route you have to take, and doing things untraditionally, um, just like quitting one day and deciding to, to do something like this. We don't know anything about marketing. You know, law school doesn't teach yeah. you. <laughs> law school doesn't teach you about, um, you know, the business world of it. So it was a lot of us just like navigating things on our own and figuring out like what, what it takes to make a business succeed, like aside from the law that we know. So, yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of resourcefulness right like so it's so important to be resourceful at the beginning of that that shift and that leap um and it's terrifying and i really acknowledge both of you for for taking that leap because it's something that uh, few people really dare to do but i think it's so important and i love that both of you put fulfillment at the forefront you know, of uh, like really alignment and fulfillment. And it sounds like personal development has been a big part of your journey. Like what role did personal development and your own personal growth uh, play in the journey of taking that leap? And what are some of the uh, resources or books or podcasts or people that have inspired you and supported you on that journey? Yeah. So we, we really worked a lot with shifting our mindset. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the books, Carmel actually is the one who told me about it. We should all be millionaires. That I think was a huge book in shifting the mindset of, you know, um, if you're someone who really wants to help in the world, like you should really, you should really put yourself out there, create that business. And, um, and with that, with that wealth that could come with it, you could help so many people. So that was another one. Uh, we both, we worked with a, we did have a mindset coach and, you know, like even your stuff, every time you post something on Instagram, we're, we're like saving it, we're liking it, we're sending it to each other because it's the mindset of really this idea that, you know, you're supposed to fail. It's okay to fail. The only way you're going to grow is if you fail, just, just having a complete mindset shift of how we saw things was, um, something that we continue to work on. Mm -hmm. And that's really helped us make, make the switch. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Mindset is, is everything. And a lot of things that you also post to about how fear is like the number one factor mm -hmm. of why people don't do things. And I, I can relate to that. Like I was, I was scared of quitting my job and not having that steady income that I was used to. Um, I was scared about, well, what will people think, you know, what, like there were a lot, I had a lot of fear going into it. Um, and just overcoming that is, is huge. Like, and, I mean, we haven't overcome it, <laughs> you know, we're yeah. still, we're still we're working, still working it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. There's this phrase, 
it sounds kind of dark, but the premise is like really powerful. It's like for every new level, there's a new devil. Hmm. And it's so true for like every new creation. It's like another fear or resistance that like that comes up. And uh, I think that that's so true. It's like, yeah, I love that you're not acting like you've overcome the fear and it's over. It's, it's an ongoing process. And uh, that's been one of my biggest journeys is like a mindset coach is like, how am I a mindset coach? And I still have fears, insecurities, doubts, you know, that I'm, that I'm working through. And it's like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, Ryan, that's where you give yourself grace. So it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a beautiful ongoing journey. And I love that you share that. I have, I have two questions. They, they both, um, they're kind of like opposites. And so the first question I have is, and you touched on this a little bit is what has been the scariest part about starting uh, or building your law firm from the standpoint of it being your own personal venture um, and even working together? Uh, and the second question I will save after you answer the first one. <laughs> sure. Um, scariest? It's I, I think really was just, are we are we going to succeed? Like, can we, are we going to find the, the clients we need? Are, are people going to come to us? That, that was really the beginning of it. I mean, uh, it, it's hard to say it was the scariest because we kind of, we did just jump in. It actually was, uh, we, we thought about quitting, but we really went in one day, mm-hmm. Carmel called and she's like, let's just do it today. And I said, say no more. And we just off the bat, like we, wow. we quit. And then we called our parents. We're like, oh, we just quit our jobs. So it, it, it like happened right away. It was like, you know, we didn't really think much about it the day we did it. So, you know, all the fear came in that moment. We're like, okay, well, um, if maybe do we give ourselves three months and then if it doesn't work out, do we go back to like, it was just kind of working through the, we were thinking about worst case scenarios, yeah. like all the time. We're like, okay, so what's the worst that can happen? And then how can we, and then we would look at each other and we're like, okay, but that's not going to yeah. happen. That's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> like our, our worst fear was like, because we were doing litigation before. So it was a completely different world. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the transactional world where we're on the preventative side. So before you can ever get to court. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't like take clients that we had because we're doing something so different that it was a different set of clients. Now our clients are entrepreneurs and brands. And those weren't the clients that we had before. So we would, we were starting from scratch. So our mm-hmm. fear was, okay, where are we going to find who, who are, who are going to be our clients? How are they going to come in? You know, that was, that was like our, that's probably the number one fear that any business owner will have from the beginning or any starting um, attorney is just that. Yeah. Like, how are you going to land clients? Where are they going to come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and- and it seems like, you know, there's been a lot of really awesome people working with you. And as I mentioned, like I have been, not, I'm so awesome. I've like me, no, I'm kidding. Um, but like, but yeah, I, like I definitely was drawn to, to work with you and um, it's been super helpful. And the second question is what has been the most fulfilling part of starting this venture together and building Imani Law? Um. Yeah, I think, I think the most fulfilling is that we got to create this firm on our own terms, you know, so we really sat down and thought, okay, what are some values that we have? Um, Like I said, we both love to laugh and be joyous and happy. We both are super creative people. Um, We like to be, you know, just everything we we like to, we're empathetic and all that stuff. So we got to create something from ground up and have that be the base of, um, 
of, of this business that we work on every single day. So, you know, when we go to work and we're doing this, we're so happy because the foundation, yeah, we, we create a foundation that we really loved and, you know, that we identify with. So that's been really, that's been really rewarding for us. Yeah. And also too, for, for me, it's like talking to the clients and for the, it's usually when they talk to us, we're the first person that they're telling their idea to, cause they don't want to announce something they haven't started yet or right. announce a brand name. They, they don't want anyone to take their ideas. So for us, it's the first time that they're able to like open up and share something, uh, their ideas with us. And that's always really exciting because we get excited for them and we get to help them out with the legal part. And that is really, really fulfilling for us because that's not our last jobs. were not like that at all. We didn't mm -hmm. feel like we were helping in this capacity. We were, it was very adversarial. We felt like we were in defense mode all the time and, and fighting with the other side. And now it's, it's like, we're, it's a, we're helping in a different way. That's way more fulfilling for us. Mm. And what's the importance of being proactive in regards to really setting yourself up for success legally? Because like you said, that that's, that's the standpoint you're taking. That's the approach. That's the position of your business. That's how you help people. Why is that so important? Yeah. So when you, when you don't take the preventative steps up front, you know, it's, it, I think it can be hard. I mean, we're business owners as well, so we get it, but it's a lot of, sometimes it can be scary to put money into something, especially when you just started a business, but when you don't do it and you don't have it at the outset, you know, I think sometimes people don't realize that the cost of litigating or defending themselves or having to take someone to court is just, it can be so massive. And sometimes it could mm. be all the money, all the asset you have in your business. So taking these little steps in the beginning really, really does set yourself up to be more comfortable and feel protected and know mm. that down the line, you're going to be, you can, you can sleep easy knowing that you've protected yourself in the beginning, of, you know, so you don't have to have all these crazy costs that come with, with litigation that we've, we've seen firsthand because we used to litigate. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs are intimidated by attorneys, you know, it's scary, yeah. expensive. And so they want to, you know, they want to avoid it, but it's, it's, it's the law and it's not something you can avoid. And um, part of our, the reason why we started our Instagram page is to share things, um, you know, little bits and pieces just to educate people on, the, the loss, the legal side of their business, because it's everyone should have access to this information. You know, it really should be taught uh, for every entrepreneur. So we thought, why not create a space where we're sharing this information and we want to be approachable. We don't want to be intimidating. We want to make the law fun. <laughs> we want to let people know their rights. And um, because, yeah, like Camelia said, it can get really expensive when you get a cease and desist letter. And you don't know what to do and you have to rebrand and all of these things could have been prevented with just a, um, you know, phone call with an attorney. Yeah. And, and it's not just expensive financially, if that were to happen, it's expensive mentally. Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs, it's so important like that we are on our game and that we're focused and that we're bringing our best self to the world. And so handling those things proactively um, one of the biggest benefits, I feel like one of my driving factors and motivations for, for hiring you is that it gave me peace of mind and I'll share a little bit. I had an idea for a, um, for like a, a mastermind program. And there was a name that I was looking at and I really wanted it to be original. And, um, I found out on Google that other people were using this name. And I was like, I, I was like, is there a way to work around this and 
still maintain my integrity and still honor and respect that business owner and to make this work legally? Um, or am I risking getting myself in trouble here? And I really wanted to know, you know, where is the area that's safe to walk down? Where's the gray area? And where's the red zone that I don't want to step into because I can get into trouble just so that I can have peace of mind throughout my creative process. And, and you guys were really, really helpful with helping me get clarity around that. So um, I appreciate that. And what type of, just so that we can really hear it from both of you, what type of, um, what type of business owners or people do you generally work with? Is it mainly just business owners? Is it mainly online business owners, coaches, and people like that? Yeah, online business owners, coaches, brands, um, anyone who has a business, pretty much. Anyone awesome. who has a business, yeah. Anyone who has a business. Yeah, entrepreneurs. Most of them have been online entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I really wanted to dive into and share... Um, and I know that you both were really excited about this too. Um, like if we could share three main keys to bulletproof your business, like what are the best starting points for somebody just starting out? What are the best starting points? Um, what would the first most important starting point be when it comes to bulletproofing your business legally? So I would have to say it's probably contracts. And of course there's, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do, but you know, as business owners ourselves, we get it. You're not going to do everything up front, especially if you're just starting. So mm -hmm. um, if you're someone who's like, well, I can't do this all at once, I'd say the biggest thing is contracts. And I think there's this misinterpretation that contracts are one-sided, but they're actually beneficial to both parties and they're super professional. So when you have a contract, it lays out all your terms. For example, you have your refund policy, which is super important if you're a coach, you know, you can say what you, what can be refunded and what can't, or you'd have a policy where you talk about that your intellectual property is protected and how it's protected. You have, um, your cost payments, for example, if you're someone who doesn't take the cost up front, then you have your payment schedule laid out. And so if anything were to happen, then everything is laid out there. You know, you can't, you're, you go to court, well, it's all in one paper. So you're really setting yourself up. You're, you can, like we talked about earlier, have that peace of mind, you're protected. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, what if this happens? Because you have it in a written document that's signed by both parties. So contracts are probably one of the most useful um, as one of the most useful things that you can do to protect your business up front, and um, yeah, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be costly. You know, you 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 pay for it. You pay for it up front, and then you're you're protected. So it's mm -hmm. it's yeah. It's, I think would say probably the one of the Definitely. most important things to have. <laughs> Definitely contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Number contracts. What was that? Yeah, I would say number one, definitely contracts. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I can just speak from the coaching space and knowing a lot of coaches and a common thing that people do is they, um, they'll just find one on Google. And I'm sure this like works amongst different industries and things like that. They'll find one on Google or they'll have a friend who's a coach and they'll just be like, use this. My, my, my coach sent it to me. Why is that? Wait, I'll ask you, is that a good idea or a bad idea? I have a feeling it's a horrible idea, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, it's not a good idea. I mean, <laughs> you're, you know, and you see a lot of people doing handshake deals, especially mm -hmm. like the younger generation, and they don't understand that things will always go wrong. And if you have a professional contract that lays out your terms and, you know, you, that you understand, you have an attorney that says, hey, these are 
you know, that can explain what the terms of the contracts are, because you can just download one from Google and not know what it's saying. Yeah. Uh, but if you you have to understand what what all the terms are and what you're communicating to the other side. And once you have that, you feel so much more confident in your mm -hmm. work, you know, to work creatively with your client. You feel there's that peace of mind that you have that if anything goes wrong, it's it's there. You know, it's in the contract. It lays out the terms. It protects both parties. So and yeah, like Carmel said, I mean, if you're getting it, if you're just getting a contract from somebody else, you don't know, maybe they have different terms. Maybe they're okay with something that you're not okay with. So you really want to have something that's specific. And again, contracts don't have to be costly. You know, if you work with an attorney and get it drafted once, well, then you can pretty much use that to, to keep to keep going throughout your business. So it's worth an investment. I mean, you you work so hard to protect whatever you've created, you know? So it's it's worth it to just spend that little bit to have that peace of mind versus saying, oh, well, so-and-so had this, but you don't really, you don't really know what their terms are. So, you know, it's it's a small investment that makes a huge impact. So it's it's good to have it directly for you. Love it. And I think that I love that you use the word investment because I, I truly believe that in at least in the world of business. I mean, I even think of this big picture in life, but you, you can't really spend money. You're always investing. And the question is not what's the investment as much, obviously that's important, but it's what's the return that I'm going to get on this. And so many people think as business owners are like, oh, I don't want to spend that money or you know, I can, I can, maybe I can put that into ads. And so like the big question is, it's like, are you going to be confident scaling without a nice contract that you can trust in place? Are you going to be confident building your client load if you don't have a solid contract in place? So it really goes back to that, that peace of mind from my mindset perspective as well, as, as well as just being protected. What do you believe is the, the second most important key when it comes to bulletproofing your business legally? Yeah, I think uh, definitely copywriting your work. Mm. Uh, we seen situations well first of all copyrights are um anything you create is copyrighted so a lot of a lot of times people think oh well i paid this person for my logo i paid this person to take a photo of me therefore i own it and i understand why people would think that but legally federally in the united states it the creator of the logo the photographer whoever mm. took the photo they own the copyright and so the person who created your logo, they own your logo. And so unless you, you know, there's ways around it, there's copyright assignment agreements where you can change that, that change it. Um, but the, the standard law is that whoever creates it owns it. And so if you created a course, for example, and you worked really hard creating something, you want to make sure that, especially in the online world, that no one's going to sit there and copy it. And we know someone who uh, had a course and she's somebody who's, you know, making a lot of money off of it. It's her bread and butter. And one of her students, and this happens a lot where it's, you know, it's usually a student of the course they take. And, and what happened to her is they, they took word for word, her videos, word for word. I mean, everything. And she like, you know, she put it online for people to hear, but it was like word for word was copied. Um, she caught this person copied the whole course. And so it's so important to copyright it because once you have it copyrighted, you can, um, you get statutory and attorney um, fees, you, you get statutory damages back. And those are like, it can be up to $150,000 that you just oh. automatically get uh, for the, for that. So that's why it's so important. I think if you're, if you're someone who's creating it, like any sort of online, uh, course or eBooks or anything that you create um, should be registered as a copyright. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And when it, so, so copywriting, um, is it, do you think it's also important, like when it comes to content creation to be aware of other people's copyrights and not like infringing on copyrights through like an unawareness? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like what we talked about. I mean, you, you, you came to us beforehand and you wanted to make sure what you're doing is ethical. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that's something you want to be mindful of because I mean, these communities are also, you don't want to be, you don't want to be building something that's, um, that's not really your work either, you know? So um, yeah, it's good to be mindful of that beforehand as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's different from trademarks, which we'll get into, but copywriting is like your actual work that you do, um, like an ebook or something you create rather than just a name of something. So yeah, that's, I, I really think it's, it's important that, like you said, to make sure that you're not accidentally copying someone else or taking someone else's photos, um, you can get a license to it by asking permission. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes if someone takes a photo of us, for example, a lot of times we do brand shoots, right? You take people take photos of you when the photographer gives you, they're giving you a license to use those photos. Mm -hmm. So you can put those pictures on your Instagram, but you don't legally have copyrights to it. You just have a license to use it. I feel like people are listening to this right now and it's, it's blowing their mind. <laughs> They're like, what? I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. I know. I know There's yeah. a lot of nuance to this. Yeah. And no one, no one expects you to know, you know, because especially mm-hmm. most entrepreneurs, I mean, you're spending so much time in building a brand. You don't, you don't necessarily have the time to learn all the legal stuff too. And, you know, you yeah. it's teaching you that. So we, we get it. It's a lot of stuff, but you know, that's why we want to break it down and we want to make it accessible and we want to make it easy. So, so Yeah. Totally. We were on, that was number two, correct? Yeah. So number three. So what is the third key to bulletproofing your business? Yeah. So I would say the third one is definitely website protection, especially nowadays. And even after, you know, the, the midst of the pandemic, most people started their businesses online or continued it to be online, or that's exclusively where they do their work. And a little, what a lot of people might not realize is that your website needs to be adequately protected so that you're, you're not stealing people's info unaware, or you're just protecting yourself. And the best way to do that is with the website terms and conditions, privacy policy, and disclaimers. And those are three uh, contracts that you put on your website that you can adequately protect. So for example, the website terms and conditions, that's what you have drafted. And that says, that's you telling visitors to your website, how they can interact with your site. For example, if your website, you let people comment on it, well, you can kind of put in your website terms and conditions like, hey, this is the things that you can say, you can't use these words. Um, It says your intellectual property protection. So let's say your stuff is copyrighted. That's all laid out there. So you're basically telling anyone who interacts with your site what your terms are. So you're you're really protecting yourself with that. That's where your refund policy is, for example. And your website terms and conditions can be in the footer of your website. And the other one would be your privacy policy. And that one's actually required by the state of California. So you have to have it. And what that is, is that's telling users what you're doing with their information. So for example, let's say you have an email list and you're create you're you're getting people's data. You need to tell you need to tell people when they're coming to your website what you're doing with that data. Let's say if you're selling it or if you're using it for advertisement, that needs to all be laid out in your privacy policy. Um, or if there if you have a website where you're selling stuff and you're getting people's credit card information. I mean, people. This is this is really important to people, as you can imagine. I mean, you don't want a data breach, so your privacy policy is required and all needs to be in there. 
And the third one is website disclaimers. So let's say you're a coach. I mean, you want to have disclaimers that says this is just for advertising purposes or educational. You know, this is not, um, you want to be able to protect yourself. So those are three key things that your website should absolutely have if you want to have that peace of mind and, and feel protected. Amazing. Amazing. And if, if like somebody goes on your site and you have that by using your site, they're just like, how does that work legally? They're using your site and it's just, they're agreeing to it by using your site. Is that how it works? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you have the, let's say you're selling an item and you have the website terms and conditions, I'm sure you'll know, like right before the checkout, you have the buttons you can click and over there, you know, it also has, they can click on the link to see your website terms and, and your privacy mm-hmm. policy. But yeah, it's, it's written on your page. It's on your footer. So anybody who comes in contact with your website um, should have that information. So yeah, it's, it's, it's there and that they should know that by, ha- by you guys having that, that's what's going to adequately protect you. Got it. That's super cool. And so let's dive into, these have been really valuable so far, like super valuable. And I'm really happy that you're delivering this information to people because like you said, there's such a big knowledge gap when it comes to this stuff. So let's dive into a few bonus points. Um, So what would you say is another really, really important thing to keep in mind, to consider, to focus on when it comes to bulletproofing your business? Trademarks. Trademarks are so, I mean, you don't own your brand unless it's trademarked. Like that's the Mm -hmm. only way you can own it. You can create a brand or create a course name or create whatever it is. And you, you have a name for it. And if you don't trademark it and let's say somebody else, you know, copies that name and goes to the USPTO registers that trademark, it doesn't matter if, if, even if you were using it first, you, you don't own it, they own it. And they will send you a cease and desist letter saying you have to stop using that name and you will have to spend thousands of dollars rebranding. <laughs> I mean, we actually know someone who, um, like had a company, had a name for it, was doing very well, mm-hmm. spent millions of dollars, um, branding it and everything. And somebody else trademarked that name before he did. And so now he's actually working with us and um, coming up with a new name to basically just rebrand. And it's sad because this is, you know, it happens so often if people just know that, you know, like if you just, if you just trademark your brand from the beginning, or if you have a name that you want to protect and own, then you have to trademark, even if you haven't even started, you can do what's called a 1B application and just have it in the system at least. Mm -hmm. So it's reserved. You know, you can do that. A lot of people think that they have to have their brand already done and you don't, you don't need to do that. As long as you have an idea for a name, register it right away um, and work with an attorney to do it. Because even if someone doesn't have the exact same name, it's still, you can still, the USPTO can still reject the trademark if it sounds confusingly similar to another trademark name, because they're trying to protect the brand. They don't want a consumer to be confused by the name. So there's a lot, there's a lot of legal thing. That's why with trademarks, you usually work with an attorney because there's a lot that goes into it. It's not like, oh, well, nobody has this name, so I can just trademark it. It, mm-hmm. it can't even sound similar to something else. Mm-hmm. If it's in the same um, category. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you know, on yeah. that, let's say we have a lot of people who aren't trademarking, they don't want to register yet. 
But one thing that we tell clients is, okay, like, let's say you're not trademarking now, at least at the very least, it's so important to do that trademark search because one, mm -hmm. you don't want to build a brand and realize, oh shoot, like this was here the whole time, even though I didn't register it. Like now, now I have to completely spend all this money to rebrand or second, you don't want to start a brand and realize, oh my God, I just infringed on somebody else's. So mm -hmm. at the very least, it's super important to get that trademark search done. So you can have that peace of mind before you start building that brand. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And in the limited research that I've done around like trademarks, there's something that I discovered called common law trademark. So if, if like, if I were in that position where I had a product that wasn't trademarked and I was doing business with that product and somebody were to trademark that exact same name, like essentially copy it, am I protected in any way? Or is that kind of like a weak legal grounding? Yeah, so you'll have exactly what's called common law rights, meaning let's say, yeah, you were the first, if you were the first person to use it and you can show I was I was using this name before the other person trademarked, you will have common law rights. Common law rights only gives you rights in your jurisdiction. Hmm. And that's very limiting. So hmm. you don't have the federal protection mm -hmm. that a trademark has. So that's that's where it's like the law is so um it's kind of unclear at this moment. Jurisdiction can be within your state. Um, some some jurisdictions have said um, that it can be just limited to your state, mm -hmm. and but you don't want that. You want to be able to reach a national level. So yeah, and it sounds like there's more inherent, a lot more risk with doing that. It seems like it's a lot stronger to have a, a, a trademark. It's much more clear the ownership. Right, right, and you can have you can own the brand and license it out you know, for someone else to use that name and then get paid like you, like rent, like owning That's a house. Cool. <laughs> you, can rent out, you can rent out your trademark. A lot of people do that. And so it's, it's something you own. It's like real estate for your, for your business. You know, it's, it's something that you paid for that you have and you own it. So, um, so yeah, so trademarks, I would say is definitely up there for things that you need to do to, to be legally protected and not amazing. Get Amazing. And then what would be the, the final tip that you have when it comes to bulletproofing your business? So that would be business formation. That's whether, you know, the big, most popular ones are LLCs and corporations. And so we like to explain it, like, think about your business as a building. And then that LLC or corporation is kind of like a fence around it. So if something happens and somebody sues your business, well, if you have that LLC or corporation, you're protecting your, your business assets and you're, you're keeping it separate from your personal assets. So if they sue your business, they can't come after your personal assets because you basically told your state, hey, we're two different things. I'm not my business, I'm separate. Um, so yeah, that's really important to have because you wanna have two separate, you, you wanna keep it separate. You don't wanna commingle things. So we always tell clients that it's really important to have that. And it's, it's, it's good down the line because you're building business credit. Um, there's a lot of advantages that come with that, but the biggest thing is really protection. And, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's building this business, I mean, protection is so important. So mm -hmm. business formation is really, if, if you're, if you can go that, if you can go that route and you have the money to invest in that, we absolutely would say, have your business protected. Awesome. Awesome. These have been absolute gold. And for the people who are, who are listening and they're like, I love these two. Like, how do I hire them? Um, how do I work with them? What is the best way for somebody who wants to work with you to reach you and to schedule an appointment? 
Yeah, we have, we've got, you know, we've got our website, our Instagram, and over there you can book a consult. I think our, our Instagram is probably the best place to go because I know everybody's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and what we have there, we have, when you go on our page, you can, when you go on our Instagram page, you can also have, we have this free freebie for people. And so if you're a business owner and you're like, well, I, this is all great, but I really don't know where to start, or I just want some more information. We have a freebie that people can download and it has steps. So you can kind of say, Hey, I want to do this right now. Or, it's a checklist. It's yeah. a checklist of things that you want to, if you just need some sort of guide of things you need. Yeah, it's a freebie. So our Instagram is imani.law and people can find us there. And I think the freebie is a great place to start. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll have that linked up in the show notes. And, you know, if you've been listening to this and you're like, I need to, you know, trademark something, or I have a legal question, or I need, I need to figure out and learn more about copyright. I highly recommend booking a consult, um, and getting their support because I had an amazing experience. And again, it's like, the big thing is like, it's like we either pay the price now by investing in ourselves or we pay a much bigger price in the future. And you deserve with the impact that you have on your heart to create, you deserve to have a bulletproof business. Mm -hmm. So with that, I have one final question for you. It's a big question. And the question is, and you know, this is for each of you. And so if you had a moment where the entire world was listening to you, what would you say? Hmm. I would say, um, whatever it is that you want to do, um, just, just go for it. You I, took, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> he took it. We, we work together. We're together all the time. So I can tell. Um, but yeah, you know, and it's not like I can take full credit for this either. You know, I saw a quote one place that said, um, you know, whatever you're dreaming, it's not big enough. And I just thought that was, you know, so beautiful because it's true. I mean, like we said earlier in the podcast, we really were like, we don't, this is, we haven't, we haven't worked with these kinds of clients before. We don't know who's going to come to us, but I've never felt so aligned to my purpose. And when you're, when you feel aligned, things just happen, things just come into place. And if I had known that, I mean, oh my God, we, I would have jumped ship so much earlier, but there was so much doubt. And, um, yeah, if, if I had just known when you're aligned, everything falls into place. Not to say that it's easy, but it just, it, it falls into place and things will work out. Um, yeah, it, it, I would, I would just encourage people to do it, make that jump, whatever it is you want to do and, and people will support you. And it's just, it's made such a huge difference in our life. And so if we could encourage one other person to do it, it would make me so happy. Amazing. Yeah. Carmel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would say, um, whatever it is in this life that you really, really want, that you really, really desire, you can have, it's possible. It is possible to have it. And I think just that mentality of just knowing that it's possible um, is, is so hard sometimes for some people, but if they know that it's possible, it can really change your life just knowing that it's, it's possible, whatever it is that, whatever it is that you desire and want, you can have it. You can, awesome. it's possible. Yeah. So inspiring. Thank you both for joining. It's been an honor to have you. I acknowledge you both for your service, for your leadership, for the impact that you're creating. You are uplifting people and supporting them in a massive way. And also for your courage. Thank you for taking the leap and leading the way 
and trusting yourself and trusting your path. It's, uh, it's been really inspiring to, to have you both on. And I know that my listeners are going to really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. I mean, this has been great. And like, like Carmel said, we've been following your guys' content for so long and it's just, it's very inspiring. It's, you know, we learn so much and every single time I'm on Instagram, it's like my, one of my favorite things to see because it's, it's really, you're, you're shifting this mindset and it's very encouraging and, um, yeah, we want to thank you for what you're doing because it, it reaches it reaches us and it makes it makes a huge difference in our day. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. 